Welcome to the crazy little thing called Marriage Podcast. I'm Greg. And I'm Erin Smalley. We've been married 30 years and we lead the marriage team at Focus on the Family. This episode is covering an important topic, marriage mentoring. I feel like there's so many couples out there that don't understand how important it is to have a marriage mentor. Well, and actually, just this past week, I came to you, Aaron, and I said, man, I I really would love to find an an older man who could speak into some of the challenges and Mm -hmm. issues that I'm facing in my life. I haven't had that in a long time. And it was really because we had a couple over. Mm-hmm. They're, what, maybe 15 Se- years older? Yeah, they're about older. 70. Yeah. And I love because you said that. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I want that, too. And it was so awesome because his wife said, hey, when they're meeting, let's sit at the table next to them and we can chat. And I was like, awesome. And I said, I would love a mentor. And then I said, you know what? I really just could use a friend. She well, liked I, that. I want something more than just a friend. Now, you know, <laughs> I, I think in, in life... It's easy for me to get caught up in I'm I'm good, the decisions that I'm making, the choices that I'm making, all that's great, good. And yet I know that, that it's easy for me to convince myself mm-hmm. that, that I've got this all figured out versus mm-hmm. just being humble enough to go, man, in my life I just I want someone who's willing to speak truth, to hear me, to listen, to challenge, to help me grow. Yeah. You know, closer to the Lord, just to help me grow as a is a worker, as a husband, as a father. And that's why this couple that we had over for dinner I was just something about him. I was just so drawn to going, man, I just, I know he's got something to offer. I don't know what that is. I don't even know what the question, mm-hmm. you know, that I have for him would, would even be at this point. But I did reach out to him and he said, I'd love just to, yeah, let's go out for breakfast maybe twice a month and just let's well, just talk. I'll be sitting at the table next yeah. to you. So don't, don't say anything you, too. You're going to try to listen in. Uh, yeah. Don't say anything too private. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't, I won't, don't talk about you. I won't sit next to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you the the wrong restaurant to show up to. You know, later on, our correspondent, Courtney, is going to talk to members of the Focus on the Family team. And she's going to ask, you know, where they go for marriage advice. And actually, Erin, I saw her walking around Focus interviewing people. And so I cut in. And so she asked me and I, I gave her what I think is the best answer. So I'm huh. wondering, curious if that actually made the cut. So we'll, I guess we'll find, we'll find out. out. You know, we're also going to hear a question from one of our listeners who really wants to know how she can begin to find a marriage mentor like we were talking about. Mm. But first, Greg had a great conversation with our friends, Walt and Barb Lairmore, about their early years and how they benefited from their marriage mentors. They're authors with an amazing story about how God worked in their marriage. Let's listen to the conversation with Walt and Barb. What's been an example kind of in your 49 years of marriage that kind of like you're saying that you you share your testimony, you're sharing your marriage story, you're being real? Because mm-hmm. I liked how you said for a marriage mentor, they have to have that passion. I, I think beyond that, they're really you have to have a willingness to be transparent and to say, mm-hmm. OK, here's how the ugliness that it's looked like in my own marriage. And mm-hmm. what does that look like for you guys? What's what's mm-hmm. an issue maybe that you've had to overcome? <laughs> I think our probably biggest, um, we both came to the Lord 
uh, in our college years. And so we had met when we were five in kindergarten, and we grew up physically, you know, together. And then we came to the Lord at the same time in oh, wow. college. And so we grew up together spiritually. And so we were convinced we were going to have the best marriage oh, that yeah. had ever happened. Yeah, so and, did uh, I. We would never <laughs> divorce. We would never no. separate. And yeah, we never were, fight. We, oh, I mean, yeah. we were committed. Yeah. We make were love write, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. were going to write the next marriage book before Focus on the Family wrote the next <laughs> marriage book. But anyway, um, then uh, we finished college, and I went to medical school. Barb put me through med school, and we had sweet fellowship and sweet church there. And then we moved into residency, and I was in my residency at Duke, and our first little baby came along, Kate. And she was six weeks early, uh, premature, and uh, about four or five months into her life, she began to show some problems. And uh, the diagnosis was that she had cerebral palsy. Mm. So she had no right brain, half a left brain. And I remember the neurologist bringing her out of the CT scan, laying her in my lap and saying, she'll never talk, she'll never walk, she'll never know the Lord as we know the Lord. Uh, If you want to put her in an institution, that'd be fine. If you want to take her home and love her, I can show you how to do that and that'll be fine. And um, so being the man of God that I was, and with my heart for the Lord, I, of course, um, showed great faith. And great, right. No, I didn't, Greg. I, I got so mad at God. Oh, yeah. And I got so mad at Barb. Wow. And she says, and I don't doubt it, that I told her that Kate was her fault. Mm. And I left. I left our home. I left my marriage. I had an affair mm. with medicine. And... um our marriage was over. Uh, we would get together sometimes, but we were just roommates with last names. And um, I'm embarrassed to, to say that, except that I know that many, many people have crises in, oh, yeah, in marriage. And if we all you, have dark if you seasons. Try to, mm-hmm. like you've seen it, and, and Aaron, and in your ministry, that if you try to handle that alone, you're going to die. We're designed for community, yeah. for loving, praying, nurturing, walk with you through the valley of death community. To have people fighting for your marriage. Absolutely. Was so, it because when so you're powerful. in the thick of it, you think this marriage is not worth fighting for. Right. But it is. And the enemy's trying to convince you that it's not going to change. Right. What would you say as you look back, what would you say to that young Walt you know, all those years ago, now that you've been through it all, what would you say to him? Yeah, I would say, as I do to myself now, Walt, love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, with all that you are, and allow him to love your spouse and your kids through Hmm. you. Build a community where in my case, I've always had a mentor. I've always had someone older than me that I've asked to hold me accountable and ask me the hard questions. I've always had a group of guys in the same part of life as I am. Uh, the guys are get together tomorrow morning for breakfast. We get together mm. a couple times a month and, and share where we are on the journey. And then, as I said earlier, that obligation to teach some that are coming behind you, to mentor some. And having that degree of accountability has been life-saving, marriage-saving, I think for both of us. Mm-hmm. Barb, what about for you as you look back? What would you say to that young Barb? I would say, Barb, you've got to start 
in humility before the Lord hmm. every morning. Talk to him before you ever talk to anybody else. And ask him to really search your heart. Ask him to teach you and guide you, lead you into truth, and then let his truth, his truth, not what the culture says, not what your spouse says about you. Or not what you're thinking in the moment. Or not what you are hearing in the moment. Let him tell you how valuable you are, what your worth is to him, and then go from there. I'm my biggest enemy. Yeah, biggest critic for sure. Absolutely. And so, you know, I would tell that young Barb, this whole marriage that is unraveling did not just start yesterday. What have you contributed to this unraveling? And pay attention to those details it is so easy to point fingers. Of course. What's so clear we can see what our spouse so is doing we don't like or want them to, to change. Pay attention to your own stuff and let the Lord deal with your spouse's stuff. That's powerful. And just just to hear your story, just to hear the grit that you guys have developed from those early difficult times that has kept you, I'm sure, strong. And that's why you've been married mm-hmm. for 49 years. What God is, How God has used those mm-hmm. earlier experiences just to grow you and to keep you strong. And that's what I love of this idea of mentoring is that there there are so many couples out there. There's an mm-hmm. army of couples out there with that sort of experience who are able to look back and go, okay, here's what I learned. Maybe we didn't do it great then, but right. this is how we wish we would have done it. How? What would you say to that, that younger couple who they're struggling and could so benefit from a wiser, more experienced couple how can they take that first step? I mean, what they, they're sitting there going, who? Like, we just don't know what to do. How could maybe they find a mentor? I remember when we uh, finished residency and moved to a small town, I began uh, talking to pastors because I was a family physician. I wanted to have access to pastors and priests who could come in and help people spiritually. But as I would interview them and see if they were willing, and they were all willing to help, I would say, um, do you know a couple that's most like Christ? You know, a little further along. And after the three of the pastors named the same couple, it was a, a, yeah, a milker of cows, yeah. Bill Judge <laughs> and his wife, Jane. And so we approached them about would they be willing Did to— Did you say a milker of cows? He was a dairyman. A dairy so, farmer. So you're not looking for this marriage expert, this professional, just a milker of cows. We wanted, we wanted a it. couple that— had a fruitful marriage, that yeah. had parented kids, that yeah. had success in, been there, in business, yeah. that, that new life and the ups and downs and the difficulties. And then they began to meet with us. I met with Bill as a, as a mentor. We started in 1985, and I still talk to him every Tuesday morning. And it's been a bazillion years, although I now have a face-to-face mentor. We live in a new town. And as a couple, they mentored us in marriage and spiritual life and church life and parenting. They had raised five girls and uh, into adulthood. Pray about it. Begin to ask people and just find a couple. And it doesn't have to be any big fancy curriculum. It, it, once a month, get together for dinner, for breakfast, and just talk life. And, uh, and do life together. Mm-hmm. 
what a powerful conversation you had with Barb and Walt. You know, amazing for them to look back over their 49 years of marriage and to really be able to, you know, look at what would they say to young Walt and young Barb? Yeah. And what I love is I think about just what they were saying is it's such a cool part of telling your marriage story mm-hmm. to include those mentors, those mm-hmm. people who spoke into your marriage, maybe even unintentionally, but how those people are such a part of of a love story. And we have that. I mean, I think back to the Gary and Carrie Oliver. I think mm-hmm. back to just different men and women couples who've really spoken in. And we're here 30 years later. Yeah. Our love story, they're a huge part of that. Yeah. And I even think of a couple of weeks ago, we had a young couple reach out to us. We had met with them to do some of their premarital preparation. And they're a couple of years into marriage and they hit a little rough spot. And, you know, just so powerful just to be able to get on Zoom and talk with them about what was going on and really just pour into them, not from like a counseling perspective or, you know, we're so much further down the road, really just to enter in with them and listen to them and pray with them. And, you know, we we did have some wisdom because we had experienced some of the same things they had. So just such an opportunity to let other people in just, and you never know who it's going to be. It could be a dairy farmer like Walton Barb. And it doesn't have to be a licensed professional counselor. It can just be life on life, someone walking with you, taking a portion of your journey with you. I'm so excited about this next segment because we're going to hear from some people here at Focus on the Family about who they go to for marriage advice. I can't wait to hear what they have to say because we can learn so much from uh, what other people do to strengthen their marriage. One of our team members here at Focus, Courtney Request, was our correspondent for this. So let's listen to the responses that she got. guys. My name is Courtney Requist, and I work here at Focus on the Family. Today, we're walking around the ministry asking people, who do you go to for marriage advice? So I'm pretty excited to see the different answers we get and who we get to talk to. So Danny, we are here asking people today, who do you go to for marriage advice? I go to my very good friend and pastor, Phil Steiger. And then I go to... um, I've gone to my uncle and aunt, and I've gone to my other mentor that used to be my boss here at Focus on the Family in counseling, Willie Wooten. And uh, all three of those give me some different perspectives for the beauty and the challenges of marriage. I guess when I need marriage advice, the first people I turn to are my closest church friends and uh, my pastor. Most often, uh, the best folks in our lives that we go to, my wife and I both, are going to be my parents. Uh, They uh, have been married for 34 years and have seen a lot of ups and a lot of downs, so they have a lot more experience than we do. We do go to uh, my wife's parents as well. They are divorced, and so we get some different levels of insight from them. Uh, You know, they can actually give us as much insight sometimes as, as... my married parents can so um, but yeah for the most part it would be our our parents you know trust the folks who have been through the ups and downs Uh, yeah yeah, that's who we focus on 
I guess bottom line, my parents are my marriage mentors. They had a marriage of almost 60 years before my dad passed away. And I think the fact that they communicated well and they laughed a lot together really inspired me to have a good marriage too. Me and my husband, we go to um, my mentors, um, her and Kelly and her husband Todd. They've been a blessing to us and um, they have, they've always had great biblical advice to share. So, yeah. Okay, so how did you pick your mentors or how did they pick you? Sometimes I feel like that happens. Yeah. And would you recommend people seek out intentionally marriage mentors in their life? Definitely. I So... Kelly and her husband, I've actually known Kelly since I was young, so she was kind of just a mentor for me in general, and so whenever um, I met my husband, we came to them for marriage advice and different things that we were going through, but yeah, I think it would be great for people to seek out others um, to mentor and to be mentored by. As Greg Smalley's assistant, I tend to go to Greg and Aaron Smalley. That makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> I paid her good money to say that. And of course, remember, I answered this question and obviously I didn't even make the wow. cut. So I don't remember what I said, but I'm sure it was life changing. You know what stands out to me, Aaron, though, is the to me, it illustrates humility. And mm-hmm. that's such an important part of marriage. There, there has to be a humbled heart recognizing I don't have all the answers, so I'm willing to ask. I'm willing to go. I'm willing to find someone. We heard great examples. that, And the point is there's not just one, you know, besides us, of course, but <laughs> there's not just one source. It's just people going, man, I recognize that you, you have something to offer, and I'm just going to ask. Remember when mm-hmm. we'd only been married just a few months probably, and we were at a at a dinner party, in one of my favorite questions. So here's how you can ask someone, you know, about some marriage advice. I just simply asked this older gentleman who had been married over 50 years. And I just said, you know, give me one thing. Like what, what's, mm-hmm. what's one thing that has kept you guys married for such a long time. And he kind of thought about it and he goes, you know what? I never let my wife leave our house without first complimenting her. Mm, I love that. Because he said, I don't want the first compliment that she hears to come from another man. Mm-hmm. And and that was, what, close to 30 years ago. Wow. And I still remember that. And, and that's why you know, I really work hard at not, not just complimenting you, but our daughters. I mean, I, I want you, I want our girls to be so sick of hearing compliments that if mm. someone offers one up, it's like, eh, yeah, I've heard plenty today. Heard Thank that. you. Yeah, I love that. And I would say for for me, I learned so much like going to Bible study and chatting with other godly women and what they're dealing with and how they deal with it and just watching. So many times I'll tell people, man, watching you walk through that difficult season, I want to, if I ever have to walk through that, I want to walk it like I saw you walk it. And, but it's, it's recognizing that we don't know it all and we don't need to know it all because community is so important in allowing people in to your life. That's why every single time someone walks into my counseling office, I'm just humbled and honored because, you know, they're allowing me in to these very private places and personal places in their lives. And there's something about even that stuff being seen and known by someone else who is safe. and able to lean in and really listen and care about what you're going through. 
Well, it's time for our weekly Q&A. This is where you can send in any question about marriage and we will answer it. No matter what stage of marriage you are in, we want to help. So send us your questions so that we can help with your specific needs. Click the button on the side of our show page to send us a voicemail. Yeah, and if your question is answered on the show, we'd love to send you a free copy of our book, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, 12 Secrets to a Lifelong Romance, as a way of saying thank you for reaching out to us. Today's question comes from Michelle, who lives in California, and she says, Hi, Greg and Aaron. I'm a couple of years into my marriage, and I really want to find a mentor to help me as I'm navigating my relationship. Where do I even begin? Yeah, great question. I think the first thing that we have to do when looking for a mentor is you got to really think through what is it that I'm wanting? You know, what, what, what kind of help am I seeking? What are the issues maybe? Maybe it's a professional, you know, expertise that I'm looking for. So maybe I'm trying to grow within, you know, my job or my career. You know, maybe I'm just looking for someone to impart knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I want, you know, some, you know, helpful, honest feedback. You know, sometimes it's just, I, mean, I want to find someone who's just going to be a great listener. Mm-hmm. I could use some empathy, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my life. And, and whatever it is, the point being that if we're, if we're going to reach out to someone, we need to have a sense of what we want because that shapes mm-hmm. who we go for. For me, I was saying, you know, that just earlier this week, I really, you know, verbalized, Aaron, that, that I mean, I'd love to find an, an older man mm-hmm. just just to speak life into me because we have just one of those seasons. I just feel exhausted. I feel mm-hmm. worn out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some major things that we're working on here at Focus on the Family within our marriage department that I'm just tired. I get home and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And and so I was just looking for someone who, who, who understands burnout, ministry burnout mm-hmm. who who this is a place that I, that I can be real and honest and maybe express some frustrations knowing that that he's a safe person mm-hmm. he's not gonna go you know tweet that or he's not gonna <laughs> share that he's not gonna call my boss he's gonna call me and yeah. let me know well, what you're frustrated about which is okay because I share all this with you but but so for me specifically I was looking for someone who could just help me figure out this burnout that I'm yeah. feeling and I think it's important that you know just even identifying that I want a mentor and saying it that you begin watching other people and looking specifically for the type of person you're wanting to connect with and like I said earlier even in Bible study, just hearing how different people express their faith or, you know, that you can see the depth of their knowledge in scripture or their depth of knowledge in any area that for me, I kind of go, you know what, that is somebody I want to spend some time with and really allow them in to where I'm at, but also enter in with them. Because that's the cool thing. When you um, walk and journey with somebody, they change you even when they're in that mentor role. Um, So there's an opportunity for just reciprocal blessing as a result of this mentoring relationship. Yeah, you know, Proverbs 11, 14 says that there's safety in having many advisors. So, you know, take that word many, what what does that really look like? And I think in in my life, the the balance that I'm wanting with many advisors is that I want to look for a Paul. So again, talking about the Apostle Paul. So this is an older person who's got more experience than I do, has more wisdom, you know, has gone through certain things. So I want to look for a Paul 
in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I was looking for in the in the couple that we invited over. Yeah. And then also looking for somebody in the same season yeah. that you can walk with. And, yeah, the you Barnabas know, couple. Yeah, that you're, you know, they're raising kids. They get the, the daily grind and, you know, sending adult children off into the world. Just finding someone who has something in common because it's so nice just to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other and just learn and grow as a result of what each of us are walking through. Yeah, so you have a Paul in your life, so someone, an older person. You've got a Barnabas, so this is a peer kind of in the same season of life, but then a Timothy. So again, I love how the Bible really lays this out. A Timothy would represent a younger person, Mm -hmm. you know, that I want to pour into. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, hopefully more experienced and have more wisdom. But there's something about the balance of those three relationships. Mm -hmm. And so when Proverbs says there's safety in many advisors, I think when we have a Paul, a Barnabas, you know, and, and a Timothy in our life, Man, there, there's power in that. Because mm-hmm. even for someone who's younger, I learn so much mm-hmm. from good questions. And, and I've got someone here at Focus right now who I would say it's more of a Barnabas, so we're peers. Um, just the other day, he walked into my office and closed the door. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm in trouble or something's <laughs> happened. And really, he said, you know, I just I had a situation with a colleague and it just it, it was it was conflict, but it just went really poorly. Mm-hmm. And and he said, hey, could we talk about what does healthy conflict really look like? It was fun just to talk him through kind of, okay, when I think about healthy conflict here at work, this is some of the things that really stand out to me. And, and what, what I loved is he took that advice and went and had another conversation with this colleague and came back and was just beaming going, man, that was perfect advice. And I did that and it worked out and we reconnected and we kind of grew and understood some things we weren't aware of. Again, that requires humility. Mm-hmm. And so as you look for the, the Paul, the Barnabas, the Timothy in your life, I mean, it's going to start because of that humility of going, I want to. I want to invest and want to be invested in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks to Michelle for your question and look out for your copy of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And if you're listening and have a question, you are more than welcome to contact us. Click the tab on the side of the show page to send us a voicemail. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We've really enjoyed this time with you and hope that today's episode has given you some really practical steps to finding a marriage mentor. We want to help you be a team in every aspect of your marriage. Our goal is to equip you and your spouse toward a healthy, godly relationship where you will also grow spiritually both together as a couple and as individuals, which we hope will empower you to find ways to help other couples around you strengthen their marriage by sharing what you've learned. Yeah, I'd like to mention a book that I wrote called Fight Your Way to a Better Marriage. This is really how healthy conflict can take you to deeper levels of intimacy. It's a great resource that can help you and your spouse with your marriage. If you and your spouse want to go deeper and find ways to strengthen your marriage, then this is a great resource to go to for advice and give to a couple you know who might benefit from a book like this. Yes, and we'd love to send you a copy for a gift of any amount. Because of your support, this podcast can provide helpful marriage content to couples who really need it the most. So thank you for your generosity. Check the link in the program notes to get your copy. 
Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to like, listen, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll talk with you next time about this crazy little thing called marriage. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.